Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hold on a hot second. I need to pull that puppy up and then uh, tell my family I'm recording so they don't do typical family stuff. Hold hey, on. how's it going? <laughs> no, he, he, <laughs> so apparently that Nugget kid now has the most retweeted tweet mm. ever. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I I think it's pointless. <laughs> Well, it's a fun little pointless distraction. No, it's sure. not fun. It's stupid. It's a little. It's a little <laughs> fun. You're just mad you didn't think of something that good first. Mm, I think these nuggets are great. I'm gonna retweet. Just get a real job. Buy your own nuggets. <laughs> <sighs> Hi, nice. senior Eric. Where did uh, middle-aged Eric go? Middle-aged, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> People are living longer. Middle age uh, is like 45. Don't okay, make me enough. older than I am. Well, you. you already did. Uh, <laughs> need to get out and get a job. I'm Eric. <laughs> I still think uh. it's dumb. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Broke the record for most. God, they even made a blog of it. Mm-hmm. Nug- Nugs for Carter is now the most retweeted tweet of all time. Yikes. 3.42 million retweets. And Wendy's gave him a goal of 18 million. Can we just end it? Can Wendy's just end it and say, you know what? This is good enough. Here you go. I think I think they did because Wendy's tweeted 10 hours ago at that kid is now the most retweeted tweet of all time. That's good for the Nuggets and $100,000 to the Dave Thomas Foundation for adoption. Okay, at least some good is going to it. It's going to charity, not just to feed this person's belly i'm back hey hey (laughs) you missed eric sounding like a senior citizen it was great no shut up (laughs) (laughs) my whole life is like senior citizens so what i am not a senior (laughs) (laughs) i just said that the nuggets guy on twitter should get a job (laughs) (laughs) really eric see he just wants nuggets, man. Oh, he just wants his nugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll give him a nug. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Like a a, a, a nuggy, which no. is worse than a, a nuggy. No, no, you just ruined it. That's a typical old person thing. You just ruined. No, it. I'm not old. <laughs> Oh, I hate all of you that this is going to be in our pre-show recording. <laughs> but you're the one that edits that. You could leave it all out. But it's go. I recognize humor. <laughs> That's what old people uh-huh. say too. <laughs> <laughs> and podcast over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we released just this as an episode, it would be fun. Uh, yikes well nothing makes me feel old than talking about 1993 (laughs) and now on ranger command power hour it's the ranger command power hour today on the power hour episode 93 
Rangers Retro 1993, record on May 9th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Seven Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, guys. Hey! We are back to full strength this week. How's it going, AP? It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. <laughs> but we're here to talk Power Rangers, more specifically, the year that Power Rangers launched, which was 1993. It's our 93rd regular episode. I figured 93 has a pretty big significance for Power Rangers, so that's why we're doing this. It's a pretty good tie-in, really. Like, yeah, I was thinking about that when I saw the show notes, and I was like, oh, that's smart thinking. Yeah. So, first, we're going to get into a little bit of the news. Last episode, we talked about the announcement for the Power Rangers movie, Blu-ray, and DVD coming out. Well, now we have some actual bonus features. As a reminder, June 13th, it's coming out on digital HD, and June 27th is when the physical release comes with the 4K Blu-ray, regular Blu-ray and DVD. So first, audio commentary with director Dean Israelite and writer John Gattins. These first three are all available on the DVD, and then after the third one, the rest of it's only exclusive to the Blu-ray. So the Blu-ray is literally your best bet to get every single bonus feature. And they have a combo pack, so it's like, why wouldn't you get it? Yeah. Then, deleted, alternate, and extended scenes, which I am most excited for. Yes. And Mm -hmm. outtakes. Outtakes is going to be great. Yes, I cannot wait for these. These are going to be hilarious. Yeah, I just can't wait for these deleted and alternate, extended, whatever scenes. It just seemed like there was so much missing, or not missing from the movie, but there was, like you know, was more, in the more in there. That we didn't yeah. See in the movie. yeah, and yeah. even like beyond that, they referred to stuff that clearly was maybe filmed and we never saw it. So we yeah. nice to fill in some gaps. Well, they said that they cut almost an hour from this. I really hope we get an hour of deleted scenes, because that would be amazing. We also get the theatrical trailer with audio commentary from director Dean Israelite. So it's pretty cool that the trailer is also getting an audio commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to listen to all of this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. And then we have the power of the present, and it seems like it's broken up into several different segments and those are called rangers then to now building the team beyond the rangers suiting up rangers welcome the training rangers in the wild it's morphin time power ballad music and sound and this is your destiny obviously these refer to different parts of the production i would imagine suiting up as them trying on their suits for the first time mm-hmm. and like training would be the physical training that they had to go through to prepare for the roles and obviously building the team that sounds like a casting thing i'm a huge sucker for featurettes like this so that'll be more content that i can dig it my teeth into oh for sure mm-hmm. so 
so that about rounds it up for all the bonus features. Uh-huh. There's also going to be a Steelbook edition Blu-ray, which is expected to be a retailer exclusive. There are not any more details on that as of yet, but from the UK, it was teased, Ranger Board reported that there was some Steelbook edition artwork, and it looks pretty cool, but it seems like that's a UK thing. I don't know if that's going to be the official for what we get over here, mm-hmm. but all of it looks cool. I want to buy a couple copies. Definitely the Steel Book and then the regular release, because I actually really like the cover for the regular release. It's a lot more bright than yeah. the posters. Mm-hmm. And speaking of DVD, for a series that no one cares about, Operation Overdrive is coming to DVD. This is the <laughs> complete series DVD release from Shout Factory. All 32 episodes of Operation Overdrive, including the special anniversary team-up episode Once a Ranger, will be released on August 8th, 2017 for $16.97. It's good to see that they're continuing the regular complete series season releases. Yeah. Uh, They're almost doing three a year, I think, at this point, which is pretty good. Yeah. And then, finally, last of our merchandise news, there is a Power Rangers gift box available from Stylin' Online. If you guys have ever been to any big convention or any convention at all, you probably have seen Stylin' Online booth. They have walls of t-shirts surrounding their booth, and it looks like they put together some kind of Power Rangers gift box, which includes six Mighty Morphin Power Ranger shot glasses, which are identical to the ones that Spencer's gifts had. Mighty Morphin Green Ranger coffee cup that changes images as it heats up and cools down. And I've seen this at an FYE. So it looks like they're just bringing together all this kind of random junk into one gift box. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also five Power Coin coasters based on the original five Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, a Red Ranger can koozie, And a Power Rangers lanyard with clear badge holder, along with the iconic Lightning Bolt logo. So if you don't have enough Mighty Morphin crap in your life, this (laughs) gift box is perfect for you. And it's $40 on Stylin' Online. I just want them to stop the Mighty Morphin stuff. (laughs) Just for a little bit. It will never never stop. It will never stop. (laughs) Never, ever. What's up? You have selected. I love 90. I love 90. I love 90. This is 1993. 1993. Like I said earlier, we're celebrating the year 1993 for episode 93. Our last 90s based episode where we just talked about childhood kid shows of the 90s. It was pretty popular, so we're going to dive back and just specifically focus on the year 1993. We're going to cover the events, other TV shows that were out at the time during that year, movies, famous people births, and also deaths. And then we'll talk about what our listeners thought of the year 1993 in our Ranger Nation Answers segment. So, first, 1993... January 1st, Czechoslovakia ceases to exist as the Czech Republic and Slovakia separate in the so-called Velvet Divorce. Politics. Politics. <laughs> January 11th, Monday Night Raw, the longest-running weekly episodic show of the World Wrestling Entertainment slash Federation, debuts on television in the United States. 
day before my birthday. And <laughs> I included this because it's a fact that there are many Power Ranger fans who also have are wrestling. huge wrestling. Yeah. 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 We have a weird crossover in fandoms. It's great. <laughs> but I mean, so much so that even like fans of Power Rangers have become wrestlers. Look at Xavier Woods, yep. who, when he was in NXT, made a whole backstory about him being trained by the famous Zach Taylor out of Angel Grove. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is such a diehard fan that, like, it's great to see those fandoms collide in that way. On January 20th, Bill Clinton was sworn in as the president of the United States. I did not do that thing. Okay. It's just- Um, (laughs) horrible Bill Clinton impression. February 26th, World Trade Center bombing. In New York City, a van bomb parked below the North Tower of the World Trade Center explodes, killing six and injuring over a thousand people, which was crazy to think about. February 28th, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms agents raided the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas, with a warrant to arrest leader David Koresh on federal firearms violations, four agents and five Davidians die in the raid, and a 51-day standoff begins. I remember that. That was like the big, big news for a while. That was huge news, but it was crazy that it only happened a couple days after the World Trade Center bombing. It just, it was a crazy time. Yeah, and like that's why I think like I didn't really remember the first World Trade Center bombing, but that's why is because Waco was everywhere just a few days later. Yeah, I think it might have overshadowed it a bit, yeah. for sure. Because, yeah, I, I don't remember... I mean, I was 11 in 1993, so mm-hmm. it's not like I was watching news all the time. Uh, exactly. Like, but yeah, we I do remember wouldn't... hearing a lot about Waco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. March 8th, the moon moves into its nearest point to Earth at the same time as its fullest phase of the lunar cycle. The moon appears to be about 14% bigger and 30% brighter than the year's other full moons. The next time these two events coincided was in 2008. On March 11th, Janet Reno is confirmed by the United States Senate and is sworn in the next day, becoming the first female attorney general of the United States. I do remember that they made fun of her a lot on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. (laughs) That's mainly what I remember. (laughs) If that's all you remember about politics, I feel like that's a good thing. It's the SNL parodies. (laughs) Just... uh... (laughs) No, no. I mean, I I know who Janet Reno is. But, oh no! no. But yeah, but yeah, back yeah. then it was like, yeah, eh, funny lady. <laughs> <laughs> March thirteenth through the fifteenth, the Great Blizzard of nineteen ninety three strikes the eastern U.S bringing record snowfall and other severe weather all the way from Cuba to Quebec. It reportedly kills 184 people. Now, I totally remember this. I was still living in Georgia at the time because this was before my grandfather passed away. I remember this being the first time that I really saw snow because I grew up in Georgia and we never had snow. And then this crazy freak weather blizzard happens. And I remember this was the time when I actually saw snow falling from the sky for the first time. So it's kind of crazy. I completely forgot about that until I was pulling the show notes for this and looking on Wikipedia. And then I was like, oh, so that's when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) April 19th, a 51-day standoff at the Branch Davidian compound near Waco, Texas, ends with a fire that killed 76 people, including David Koresh. Man, 51-day standoff. That's that's nuts. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. April 28th, an executive order requires the United States Air Force to allow women to fly warplanes. Yay. 
say warplanes. <laughs> um, May 28th is Super Mario Brothers. The first major American movie based on a video game is released in theaters, starring Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi. <laughs> I remember Every- going to see that movie at the drive-in. Oh, Everyone's wow. favorite movie. Everyone's favorite movie. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. It, it cycles all the way back around to being good, I think. I think you're it- lying to yourself. <laughs> oh. it, it cycles back to okay-ish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it cycles back to. <laughs> uh, June 20, John Paxson's three-point shot in Game 6 of the NBA Finals helps the Chicago Bulls secure a 99-98 to win over the Phoenix Suns and their third consecutive championship. Three-peat! <laughs> Go Bulls! Yay! I remember three-peat being everywhere. Mm-hmm. E- even though I was living in California, our house, we all had Bulls stuff because we were from Chicago. <laughs> I was about to do that whole fake crowd cheering thing, but then I realized I don't know how to do that. So. (sighs) It's just like you're breathing through your mouth heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to do that. So. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to be a mouth breather. (laughs) (laughs) On August 5th, Magic the Gathering undergoes its first general release. Wow, that game is so old, and I'm only just now starting to learn how to play it. (laughs) And I still haven't. Yay! I I went with my buddy Steve. Last weekend was, of course, Tabletop Day, which is where you go to a local game shop and you learn all the tabletop games and stuff like that. And they had a bunch of these free starter decks. Here's a free pack of 60 cards to learn how to play the game with. And since we're friends with the guy that runs the shop, he's just like, yeah, you guys can just take as many as you want. So I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. And then the guy that was there who was running the shop also hosts their magic tournaments. Mm -hmm. So he was like, well, I'll teach you guys how to play. And we're just like, all right, cool, thanks. And so (laughs) Steve and I sat for a hot minute like, okay, what do I, how do I, go fish, right? This is what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. August 28th, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, one of the longest running and most popular science fiction franchises, debuts on Fox Kids with the episode Day of the Dumpster. Woo! It's the reason Woo! we have a podcast. I was just going to say, the only reason we exist as a show is because of that date in history. Dumpsters! September 26th, the first mission in Biosphere 2 ends after two years. All I remember is, when I read that, was Biodome with yeah, Polly Shore. because Biodome was a, like a parody based on the fact that there were these scientists trying to do these kinds of things. Yeah, it's crazy that they went two years and did it. October 5th, China performs a nuclear test, ending a worldwide de facto moratorium. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> yeah. November 1st, the Maastricht Treaty takes effect, formally establishing the European Union. Yay. And December 2nd, oops, sorry. <laughs> yay. No, yay, yay, European, European Union. Union. Yay. Uh, December 2nd, STS-61, NASA launches the Space Shuttle Endeavor on a mission to repair an optical flaw in the Hubble Space Telescope. I remember this. They get the Hubble Space Telescope up there, and then they're like, uh, there's a scratch on the lens, we need to fix it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that being pretty big in the news, too. (laughs) So now we're going to move on to movie entertainment. The film Jurassic Park 
A dinosaur epic with massive special effects breaks box office records by becoming the highest grossing film ever made at the time. And I have fond memories of watching this in the theater with my family. That movie was everywhere. I got so excited when they had recently announced that Jeff Goldblum will be returning for Jurassic World 2. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like. I can't wait. He is one of my absolute favorite (laughs) characters in that franchise. It's so weird, though, to see him going to be in a Marvel movie coming up with Thor. Like, it's great, though. I can't wait for Thor. God, there's so many good movies coming out this year. Yes. But we're talking about the movies of yesteryear. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yesteryear. All right. January 19th, production begins on the film Toy Story. Which didn't come out until 95, right? I think so. 94 or 95, yeah. Because it took a couple years for all the computer-generated effects to happen. Yeah, for all the rendering, yeah. March 31st, actor Brandon Lee is accidentally killed during the filming of The Crow. October 31st, actor River Phoenix accidentally dies of an overdose during the filming of Dark Blood. The film was later completed and released in 2012, which I did not know that they did that. Yeah, that's crazy. We're going to move on to some released films, and I'm just going to list them off. Adam's Family Values. Good one. Good movie. Mm. Army of Darkness. Awesome movie. Yes. Directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell. I think that's my favorite of the franchise, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, the animated film directed by Eric Radomski and Bruce Tim. That was a good Batman Batman animated series, yeah. Yeah. Cliffhanger, starring Sylvester Stallone, (laughs) John Lithgow, Michael Rooker. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Go Rooker. Coneheads, starring Dan Aykroyd <laughs> and Jane. Hey, Cr- I am from France. <laughs> my, my buddies and I will quote that movie just randomly because it's so funny. Cool Runnings, starring uh, John best, Candy. Best yeah. movie ever. Yeah, be- best Olympic-based movie ever. <laughs> Demolition Man, starring Sylvester Stallone. Hey, another Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, Wesley it's Snipes in the 90s, yeah. And Sandra Bullock. I like that movie. I dug it. Uh, I think that one has like a resurging presence as sort of like this underappreciated movie. Like, you always see people talking about the three shells nowadays. Right, <laughs> right, the three <laughs> shells. They actually released Hot Wheels for all the cars in the movie, because there's a ton mm-hmm. of cars in the movie. Is I think it was either Ford or uh, Dodge or, or something, but it was basically a big commercial for them because all their cars were in the movie and they partnered with Hot Wheels and they made Hot Wheel toys of all the future cars that were in the movie. And they came in these like super cool license plate cases. There's a license plate in the front that served as a lid to the plastic shell that the car would be held in. And it was clear so you could see it from the back. And yeah, it was just really cool. And and my dad collected all of those. It was a super fun movie. Dennis the Menace, starring Walter Matthau and Mason Gamble. Uh, fun fact, I auditioned for that movie. Oh. Did not what? make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would be a very different time if you did. It would be, yeah. <laughs> they did the audition process. So normally when you get casting sides for an audition, it's just the text. But for Dennis the Menace, it was actual comic strips from the Dennis the Menace comic. Oh, that's fun. So they had you enact a scene from the comics. That's oh. pretty cool. A movie that will scar you for life if you're afraid of aliens is Fire in the Sky, starring Robert Patrick. 
of uh, <laughs> Terminator 2 fame. Love that introduction right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Free Willy. Uh, scar you for life if you're afraid of whales. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh. you in fun of me? <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> the fugitive. I was going to say, for a, for, for a split second, I thought you were actually afraid of whales, AP. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a weird fear to have. Ah, <laughs> oh, the orcas! <laughs> <laughs> they don't call them killer whales for nothing. <laughs> oh my god. The fugitive, if you're scared of convicted criminals. <laughs> uh, uh, this starred uh, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, classic movie. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> the only exchange I remember from that movie is that famous one. Oh, it's been parodied about a dozen times. Yeah. In Japan, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2 was released. And then one of my favorite comedy movies yeah. of all time, Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis, starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Groundhog Day! <laughs> I get legitimately upset if a channel doesn't run the 24-hour Groundhog Day marathon on Groundhog Day. Like, if I can't find it on TV, I, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> that's that's when you go to a store and get it on disc. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm, I'm going to need to at some point, I think. Next, Grumpy Old Men, starring Jack Lemmon. Walt, Walt, hey, it's a, it was a big year for Walter Matthau, apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, Burgess Meredith, Daryl Hannah, Kevin Pollock, A lot of famous people in Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. A movie that will make you cry... Homeward oh, yeah. Bound, The Incredible Journey. Oh, I love that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. This movie's so hilarious. Hot Shots Part Do, which starred Charlie Sheen, Lloyd Bridges. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then, of course, Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. the biggest movie of the year. Last Action Hero, directed by <laughs> John McTiernan, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Austin O'Brien. I don't think I've ever seen that one all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was it was all right. Hmm. The Meteor Man, starring Robert Townsend. Mrs. Doubtfire, starring uh, Robin Mrs. Williams. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the English dub of My Neighbor Totoro also came out that year, which made me realize that this that movie is a lot older than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a another classic. I love that movie. I despise the fandom around it. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. In Japan, Ninja Scroll came out, and I didn't see it in 93 because it was obviously in Japan and the anime scene wasn't really established here in the U.S., but yeah. I saw it years later. Super gory, super violent Philadelphia, starring Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Antonio Banderas. That's a tearjerker. It's a classic. Yeah. Yes. Another classic, RoboCop <laughs> 3. <laughs> classic to who? The one that no one cared about. The one, the widely regarded worst of the series. Yes. Um, however. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. This movie is probably my favorite Mel Brooks comedy. Yeah. I love Men in Tights, and I don't mean that just to say I love <laughs> men. I'm going to rephrase. Oy. We're uh, men. 
We're men in tights. Tight and tights. Around the forest looking for fights. Oh, God. I, that movie is just so infinitely quotable. Yeah. Any bit with Blinken is just, oh, has me in stitches. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one of the first movies that had uh, Dave Chappelle in it. So, yep. yeah. The Sandlot. Another oh. just classic. Classic movie. Super classic. This- this is like anytime anybody says, "What's your favorite sports movie?" Sandlot, like that's my instant yeah. answer. Yeah. Nope. What? That's oh. not my favorite sports movie. What is your oh. favorite sports movie? That one where the kid breaks his arm and he becomes like a really good baseball Rookie pitcher. Of the year. Yes, that's yes! another good one. <laughs> where where he like somehow his broken arm recovers and now he's got like a super arm and he leads the Chicago Cubs <laughs> in the <laughs> World right. Series. That's right. Um, you know, sometimes I get that movie confused with Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> right? There was like a lot of baseball kid movies in the 90s. Yes, there were. Another big movie that was helmed by Steven Spielberg in 93 was Schindler's List. Hmm. Another classic. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Classic. I actually Classic. like that better than the first one. Vaguely remember Sister Act 2. Like, that's the one where she teaches at a school, right? I think so, yes. Yeah, okay. That it's one I been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. A classic rom-com. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. The one where they go back in time to feudal Japan. Again, a lot of people dump on that one, but I liked it a lot. I liked it too. The Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen. Hey, a, a big year for Charlie Sheen too. Keith Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Pratt, Rebecca De Mornay. I don't think I've actually ever seen that one. I don't think I have either. I had no clue Oliver Platt was in that. And then we've got Tombstone, which is excellent. It's got Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Dana Delaney, Michael Bean, Billy Zane. Tons of people in that movie. Val Kilmer, though, kills me as Holiday. Yeah. It's so great. And then finally in our movies list, Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2, Christopher Walken as the villain is is genius in this movie. The scene where they're trying to get him to say what? Yeah. He's like, a sphincter says what? And he's just like, you want me to say what? I'm like, I don't get it. Is that it? And I'm just like, that's, oh, God, Christopher Walken, you kill me. But yeah, that's, I love that movie, too. <laughs> Moving on to television entertainment. January 3rd, the third Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine, premieres in syndication. February 10th, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Michael Jackson during a live primetime special hosted at Jackson's Neverland Ranch, which was uh, his first TV interview since 1979 with Barbara Walters for 2020. Uh, February, that is a gap, yeah. Mm-hmm. February 24th, Michael Jackson receives a Grammy Legend Award at the 35th Grammy Awards presented by his younger sister, Janet. May 20th, 80.4 million people watched the series finale of Cheers. Wow. That's like unheard of nowadays. Yeah, I think that's that's... one of the most watched series finales of a show ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only event that gets that many people are the Super Bowl and possibly WrestleMania get numbers on par with that. That's insane. May 22nd, Saved by the Bell, broadcast its graduation episode for the series finale on NBC. It broadcast this final episode before a spinoff, Saved by the Bell, the college years, debuted three months later. <laughs> God, uh, I love Saved by the Bell. 
I love Saved by the Bell, the college years. <laughs> June 25th, David Letterman has his last late night talk show with NBC. August 30th, The Late Show with David Letterman premieres on CBS with guest stars Bill Murray and musical guest Billy Joel. September 13th, Late Night with Conan O'Brien premieres on NBC, replacing David Letterman as the host. And I, I love didn't, Conan O'Brien. I love him too, but I didn't realize his show was premiered oh, yeah. that far back. I forgot. He was hosting that show while he was still sometimes writing for The Simpsons. Oh, that's nuts. Right? Yeah. October 29th, the first Got Milk commercial is broadcast on TV. Directed by Michael Bay, a guy obsessed by the history of the duel hears a voice on the radio asking the $10,000 question, who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel while making and eating a peanut butter sandwich? He tries to answer correctly with Aaron Burr, but because the peanut butter's in the mouth that comes out as, oh, boo. And he's like, oh, hang on, I gotta drink some milk. And he goes to drink milk and there's only like a little drop left. I remember this commercial. (laughs) Yep, that's a pretty famous commercial, yeah. I had no idea before this week that it was directed by Michael Bay, though. (laughs) Yeah, he got his start doing those Got Milk commercials. Oh, I I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. November 15th, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera joined the cast of the series, The New Mickey Mouse Club. Wow. On November 22nd, Food Network makes its debut. Also debuting that year, there was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which my mom was obsessed with at the time. <laughs> For those who don't remember this, I clearly remember the show. It was called Time Tracks, and it was this guy who went back in time and caught criminals, and it was awesome. I don't remember, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And he had a holographic partner. It was kind of like piggybacking off kind the of quantum, quantum leap, leap effect. Yeah. 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 But it was it was more action-y. It was a lot of fun. Kung Fu, The Legend Continues with David Carradine. I remember that show clearly. On March 8th, Beavis and Butthead premiered its first episode on MTV. Wow. April 21st, Walker, Texas Ranger. July, <laughs> July 11th, Wienerville on Nickelodeon. I, I loved Wienerville. Yeah. <laughs> Phrasing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wienerville. <laughs> August 27th, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh. I remember that one, too. That was, yeah, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, yep. Because he's he's the man. And like they had like a weird sort of sci-fi western kind it of thing. It was like a steampunk western. Yeah, steampunkish, yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on August twenty-eighth. The next day, living single on Fox. We are living single. Oh, uh, September fifth, <laughs> two stupid dogs on TBS. I, oh, I remember that one. September sixth, the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. On September tenth. The X-Files on Fox, and also Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill, 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 Both of them coming back recently. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of another show coming back recently, Legends of the Hidden Temple. (laughs) All over again. A show that I wish came back was SWAT Cats, the Radical (laughs) Squadron. I love SWAT cats. And then Saved by the Bell, the new class, which AP watched. But that was on... I did not watch You did not watch it? No, no, no. She watched the college years. This oh, was that's the new right. class. Oh. 
This was the spinoff where they had, like, Belding was still the principal of Bayside High, and for some reason I think Screech was there still? Yeah, he was, like, teaching or something. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, but that was on... Any, I never watched any Saved by the... Liar! <laughs> September 12th, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. I watched that. I watched the hell out of that show. I also watched Sequest DSV on NBC. September 13th, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and also Animaniacs. Animaniacs is my favorite cartoon. That yeah, I, is such a good show. I watched the heck of the, out of that when I was a kid. September 16th, Frasier, classic series. September 18th, Biker Mice from Mars, Sonic the Hedgehog, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, Rocco's Modern Life, and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. And I watched oh, all man. of those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched all that stuff, too. September 24th, Boy Meets World. Also watched that. Wow. Yep, I watched that one. October 25th, The John Stewart Show on MTV. November 28th, The Adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. I have that series on DVD. It's one of my favorite shows. One of my all-time favorite shows from back then. Nice. And then a comedy series that I remember because I, I used to watch all the time, The State on MTV. Mm-hmm. And then ending in 93, Double Dare ended. That was oh. that started in 86. Oh. I love Double Dare. Doogie Hauser MD. That started in 89. I love that show. Quantum yeah. Leap also started in 89, ended this year. Quantum Leap was such a good show. Yeah. And I'm still bitter about the finale after all these years. Yeah, it deserved like because for a while I guess they were in talks to do a movie. They were to, they were to gonna do like up. a made for TV sequel movie where it was his daughter or someone goes looking for him. Yeah, and it needs something. It can't just end with he never returned home. That's bull. He deserves a happy ending. God. <laughs> he did a lot of good things. Okay, he did all the good. He deserves to be have. Nice things happen to him. Except apparently, didn't he like let Donald Trump become president though? So. Wow. I don't know, man. Oh, you said, oh boy, I caught that, Zach. <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad it wasn't uh, appreciated. <laughs> the Wonder Years ended in 1993. What would you do if I said? Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's would you it. stand up and walk out on me? We talked about Cheers, Saved by the Bell ending. Here was a show that I really liked as a cartoon. It was The Pirates of Dark Water. That's a good one. Shining Time Station also ended this year. Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was Apparently a good he one. Can. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, I remember that one. A Different World. Perfect Strangers ended in 93. Oh, the classic... Another classic Chicago-based TV series. Yeah, and Back to the Future, the animated series, which debuted the same year, so... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> have such a hot run on that one, Doc. So for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. Most recently, I've been reading the books from the Expanse series, which sci-fi has turned into a show. Watched the show first. I got hooked into it. Haven't been able to finish the second season because I don't have sci-fi. 
So I've been reading the books and they're really good and I should probably get them as an audiobook. So maybe I'll go to audibletrial.com <laughs> slash ranger command ph to get my free there you audiobook. Go. So now we're going to talk about some births and obviously there are a lot of people like the Wikipedia page is insanely long. I just pick people that I recognized in some way. Because if you were born in 93, you're 24, and I don't know many 24-year-olds. So, again, because I'm so old. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just going with the theme. On March 24th, Rio Ruse, he actually played Daigo in Kyorujer. He was born in March oh, wow. 24th, 1993. Wow. April 16th, Chance the Rapper. Very cool. May 6th, Naomi Scott Kimberly from the Saban Power Rangers movie that just came out this year. May 14th, Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly. June 26th, Ariana Grande. Yep. June 29th, Lorenzo <laughs> James Henry, an American actor from the Wa- Fear of the Walking Dead. I didn't see Fear of the Walking Dead. Is that any better than The Walking uh, Dead? You know what? Yeah. I watched. I watched the first season. It really didn't hook me. I mm. recently started the second season. It's okay. I'm just going to say it's no okay. original Walking Dead. I like wanted to like it because I love origin stories sometimes, yeah. but it's like I never could really get into it. I just yeah. really couldn't connect with the characters. Like, yeah, any they were them. like none of them. Yeah. Like, I didn't, didn't connect with any of them. July 20th, Alicia Debham Carey. Uh, she's an Australian actress, but she's in The 100 and also Fear the Walking Dead. And I love The 100. She played Lexa in The 100. Mm. August 16th, Cameron Monaghan, who I believe he's... Uh, he's the Joker-esque Shameless kid. and... He- yeah, he's in Shameless, and he's like Jerome on Gotham, I think. Yeah, yeah, Gotham. Mm. September eighteenth is uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, he's the son of our, uh, he's the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger. In case my terrible impression wasn't obvious, he's the son, he's the son of Arnold. Arnold, nah, he's my son. He's my kid. He's not the one I had with the maid. It's okay. Wow, uh, September twenty third, Zachary Zach Tyler Eisen, voice actor, most known for as playing Aang in Avatar: The Last Air. Bender. Oh. October 13th, Tiffany Trump, American socialite. December 6th, Elian Gonzalez. Oh, I remember that whole thing in the 90s. Yeah. With him. Whoa, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. December 18th, Riria. She played Mio, Tokyo 3 Go, in Russia Sentai Tokyo. See, I tied it in with some Power Rangers and Sentai stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> December 22nd, Megan Trainer, American singer songwriter. All about that bass. No trouble. Mm. <laughs> mm. Wow. Mm. Va- va- uh, <laughs> and now we're going to talk a little bit about some deaths. Uh, we'll just breeze through these. But yeah. these are famous people I recognized. Dizzy Gillespie, American jazz trumpeter. He was born in 1917. January 20th, Audrey Hepburn. January 24th, Thurgood Marshall. He was the first African-American on the Supreme Court. January 27th, Andre the Giant. He was a French professional wrestler and in some movies. February 20th, Ferriccio Lamborghini. That name, you don't need to say anymore. March 31st, uh, Brandon Lee. April 23rd, Cesar Chavez, Mexican-American civil rights activist. September 12th, Raymond Burr, Canadian actor. October 25th, Vincent Price, American oh. actor. Yeah. Oh. Love Vincent Price. Yeah. October 31st, Federico Fellini, Italian film director. October 31st, also River Phoenix, American actor. 
November 21st, Bill Bixby, better known as the Hulk from the 70s. Well, he played Bruce Banner. He played David Banner, yeah. Yeah, or David Banner. Oh, that's right, because they changed it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, something, something, comics, something, something, (laughs) change it to David. I don't remember the exact logistics behind it. I just know that they changed it. December 4th, Frank Zappa, American guitarist and composer. We're going to move on to video games and then our Ranger Nation answers question. But video games in the arcade realm, because arcades were still a thing back then. (laughs) Arcades are making a comeback, I think. Yeah, yeah, one of the malls around here just put an arcade in. Yeah, same. That's awesome. I don't... (laughs) Is it called Round One, AP? No, it is not. Oh, okay. Because ours is called Round One, and it just opened up, and it's awesome. Wow. Yeah, they're definitely making a comeback. And stuff like Dave and Buster's, they still have grown-up arcade stuff. But June 25th of 93, Mortal Kombat 2 was released in the arcade. I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I remember playing it at the arcade, Mm -hmm. for sure. You always had to put your quarter on the machine to let people know you were next. Oh, yeah. People nowadays are like, quarters? What? Yeah, right? (laughs) What is that? I I don't carry anything less than tens in my wallet, thank you. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. December, Sega releases Virtua Fighter, laying the foundations for 3D fighting games. Uh, I remember I got a Sega Saturn and Virtua Fighter 2, like, in the 95 or 96, whenever that was. Uh-huh. Awesome. Midway releases NBA Jam, which revitalizes the sports genre, and by 1994 becomes the highest-earning arcade game of all time. He's on fire! Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Boom shakalaka! Yeah. <laughs> remember all those synthesized voice clips? Oh, that's great. <laughs> For home consoles, uh, in February of that year, LucasArts released the first-person space combat simulator X-Wing for the PC. February 21st, Nintendo releases Star Fox for the Super Famicom slash SNES. The first game to use the Super FX chip, it introduces the characters Fox McCloud, Falco Lombardi, Peppy Hare, and Slippy Toad. Fantastic. It's a a great game, man. Uh, In March, Midway Games was embroiled in controversy for its game Mortal Kombat from 1992 when the game is launched for home video game consoles in 1993. On March 26th, Nintendo releases Kirby's Adventure, the second Kirby game and the only one for the NES. It introduced Kirby's ability to take on the powers of enemies that he's eaten, which would go on to become a staple of the franchise. June 6th, Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy, which becomes the best-selling handheld game in the series. On July 14th, Nintendo releases Super Mario All-Stars for the Super NES. It features updated remakes of the first three Super Mario Bros. games, including the Japanese version of Super Mario Bros. 2, playable outside of Japan for the first time. On August 6th, Square releases Secret of Mana for the SNES, the second in a series of action role-playing games, the first technically being Final Fantasy Adventure for the Game Boy in 1991. September 23rd, Sega releases Sonic CD, which marks the first appearance of Amy Rose and Metal Sonic. I loved Sonic CD. It was great. Mm-hmm. On September 24th, Broderbund releases the Mist computer game. Semi-fun story about this. There was a thread on Reddit recently where people were asking, 
escape room employees, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in, you know, your escape rooms? And it turns out a ton of people didn't realize that escape rooms are a thing. And so somebody commented with today, I learned Myst is a real life game you can play. Sweet. Because Myst was one of those you had to find clues to progress the game, much like you yeah. have to find clues in an escape room to escape. People really didn't know escape rooms were a thing. <laughs> like, there were <laughs> like, so many are you comments. Me? There were so many comments <laughs> that like, Today I learned escape rooms are a thing. What's an escape room? What the hell's an escape room? What's an escape room? Seriously. Are you kidding me? Every other comment to what's an escape room was someone telling them to Google it. Because Jesus, how do you not know what escape rooms are? They're like the big thing right now. They're huge right now. It's been like a thing for a while now, though. I want to say the first one opened up. I was reading Escape Room, the Wikipedia entry, just on a whim. And I think they said, like, the first ones that were permanent opened up in 2015. Yeah, but it's like they were, like, kind of like games beforehand, you know? Yeah, they were, like... Computer. Like escape the room games and stuff like this. Yeah, they were they were computer games, but people don't realize that escape rooms are the real life version of those digital games. Yeah, weird. People need to get life. That's what they, they do. do. <laughs> November eleventh, Virgin Games releases Disney's Aladdin for the Genesis. It was voted Genesis Game of nineteen ninety three by Electronic Gaming Monthly. I remember having a a subscription to that magazine. (laughs) December 10th, id Software released Doom, a seminal first-person shooter that advances pseudo-3D graphics technology for computer games. Doom is huge. It's huge. It's huge. Oh, God, why are we doing this now? In terms of video game hardware, Sega releases the Model 2, an arcade system board that introduces 3D texture filtering. It becomes their most popular arcade system board. Fujitsu releases the FM Towns Marty in Japan as the first 32-bit home console, starting the fifth console generation. I think we're in the eighth now. I believe. Yes. Panasonic, Goldstar, and Sanyo released the first versions of the 3D, 3DO? Yeah, 3DO. 32-bit console. Yeah. Atari Corporation releases the Jaguar home console, calling it the first 64-bit home video game system. My cousin had a Jaguar. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know anyone who had that. (laughs) My cousin had one, and I remember there was a game you played. It was a side-scrolling, platforming kind of action game where you would kill enemies and then put on their helmets and then get a power-up of some kind that had to be with that kind of enemy. Nintendo releases a smaller redesigned NES, which allows cartridges to be inserted at the top of the console instead of the front. 24 years later, they re-release it again. Yeah. Well, no, I remember I mean, come on. this was the top the top loader. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a top loader when I was a kid. I had the old flip up the door, stick it inside. That's what I had, down. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But this was just like a toaster, kind of you just put it in and go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Sega Genesis, because that's how the Genesis was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I read this Ranger Nation Answers thing? Are you going? Go for it. All righty. Well, it's, it's time for Ranger Nation Answers. And we asked, what do you remember about the year 1993? On Twitter, uh-huh. Bat Ranger Wonder Bat X5 said, I was five years old. Batman was my only favorite superhero going into kindergarten. Then five different colored kids showed up. 
Janelle Bowen at Janelle Bowen 12 said, I was 14 years old when MMPR came out. John at the Ageless John says, not being alive yet. (laughs) Ouch. That is not the first comment we'll get from that. Yeah. (laughs) Our good friend Chris at Toku Chris said, discovering that Spice TV occasionally (laughs) would get unsnowy enough to justify hours upon hours of watching in hopes of boobies. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, Chris. Oh, I should I should have expected that. I really should have. you, Chris. Sean at Snarky Sean said, I was roughly a year out from being born, so essentially nothing. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, at Incineray says, I remember everything. The plaid, the high-waisted jeans, the Doc Martens. <laughs> Reggie at True K R O O O said, I was born, lol. (laughs) (laughs) At Derek B. Gale said, The X Files came out and my parents loved it, but it and the theme song terrified the hell out of me. My dad, yeah, my dad (laughs) loved the X Files and that tune did creep me out when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah. Isabella Petroni at Ancient Element 9 says, Wasn't born. Cordell DeWare at CD DeWare said, Great year. I loved being six years old. Uh, negative, negative. Negative six years old. Oh, negative old. six years old. Wow. Yeah. We Yikes. Skew young, okay? We're skewing young this episode. Yeah. RJ Toku and Guns at Anime Red Deck 96 said nothing because I wasn't born for three more years. I've heard it was a fun year for some reason. Not sure why. Josh at Rider Ranger 335 says, I don't know, LOL. I was born in 2001. Yikes. My wife, Teresa Berry at TetG17 said, I was thinking, why are American actors replacing the Japanese actors? I was very young back then. Now I know that they are not replacing them, uh, referring to Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. All right. On Instagram, Buffaroo said, aside from the debut of MMPR, it was probably Bill Nye in Jurassic Park that ruled my 1993. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Diego Rosales, 96, says, Mighty Morphin. Nando underscore Blue Zero said, just tons of homework and the big dinosaur craze thanks to Power Rangers and Jurassic Park. Other than that, I don't remember much from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Facebook, Jeremy Walker said Jurassic Park, hot summer, no Power Rangers on broadcast TV in the UK yet. ITV aired MMPR summer 1994, a full year after the US. Wow. That was a particularly hot summer. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Stephen Reeves says, I was four years old and don't remember much. Power Rangers was still a year away here in the UK. Oh, so shout out to our UK listeners. Joshua Aaron Moore said, I turned three in November of that year and really only remember what my mom tells me. But what my mom tells me is that I was obsessed with Mighty Morphin when it premiered and that I wouldn't leave the house unless we finished watching the show in the afternoon. LOL. I sound like I was a pretty obnoxious kid. (laughs) (laughs) Juan Carlos Sanchez said, I was 13 and in school. Good times. 
Vince Ariola says, I went and visited my cousins. She was watching Green with Evil Part 1 on VHS. I asked, what is this? She said, Power Rangers. From that moment, I was like, wow, this is so cool. On the way home, Mom said I wouldn't stop talking about it. From that day, I was a fan. I look back and think what an impact the show had on me as a kid. I've gotten to meet a ton of people and made some of the coolest friends ever. I know where I got this, too, the love of these types of shows. Family always watched Godzilla movies, so family now totally gets why I've continued to support the franchise. And I think I had a taco once in 1993, (laughs) (laughs) LOL. I love Vince. He's awesome. Jai Zabalka said, I was three, so mostly Batman animated series and not much else. Charlie Niemeyer said, being the new kid in school... And being bullied because of it, I try to block out most of 92 to 94, but I do remember loving me some Power Rangers. Power Rangers and comics became my escape. Same here, Charlie. Noah Bowden says, not a thing. I wasn't born until Turbo, LOL. <laughs> and then finally, Tommy Brevard said, wanting an original Megazord and having touched one in the box and learning that it was going to someone else. Now I have a couple of my own. And that's what's great about being an adult now, is that you can go back and buy the things from your childhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or watch them get rebooted over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So, before we close out, any more thoughts on 1993? I miss the 90s. Wasn't Baywatch on in 93 at some point? I can hear Uh, Zach typing. No, not me. That's AP typing. Yeah, it was. It was on from a 90s. 1989, I think, the 2001-ish? That was a long-running show. 1989 to 2001. Wow. I loved me some Baywatch. I, I actually I watched Baywatch. I actually watched Baywatch when I was a kid, and now they're remaking it into one of those like dumb comedy movies, and I cannot wait. You know what? It does look it, it looks hilarious. Yeah. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions... Email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. You can find us on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And then you can also find us on askfm at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. Ask us a question and we will answer it on the show. Thanks to everyone who participated in our Ranger Nation answers question. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That was a good turnout this time. People reminisce about the 90s unless you weren't born in 93. (laughs) (laughs) Negative six. Oh, man. Oh, God, it hurts. That hurts. And shout out to Josh being our youngest commenter. (laughs) God. Good old negative six. All right, guys. Until next time, we will catch you later. I love the 90s! Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, I just I just had flashbacks of like watching that actually. All that I love the nineties stuff. Just had like major VH1 flashbacks or whatever. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. And like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Truckee B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much 
or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. Hey everybody, Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity Comicare is running. We are up for a challenge and we need your support. At Comicare, we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep the smiles going. Well, now we want to see your smiles, and we want to post them on our pages, too. This July 20th through 23rd, we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? 100? 300? 500? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash one thousand smiles. That's C O M I C A R E dot org slash one zero 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 smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile. You're free to put a cap on your donation so it doesn't get out of hand just in case Tony gets crazy and gets 10,000 smiles. You don't have to worry about getting nuts. Just visit our page at comicare.org slash 1000smiles and make your pledge today.